It's November 11th, 2021, and you're listening to the Architecture Geeks podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Matthew. And we're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as we want to be. Welcome back, everyone. I hope your October went as quickly as mine did because I don't know where it goes. One minute we're trick-or-treating. And yes, by the way, we did actually end up going trick-or-treating. It exhausted the kids out. And then we got a nice little walk with the dogs in in the process. But October just flew by and, and here we are mid-November, surprisingly. And I haven't gotten anybody's Christmas presents. I haven't even really started thinking about it. So yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we are just barreling towards Christmas. Like, I mean, okay, Thanksgiving's in two weeks, basically, a week and a half. Well, basically two weeks. So two weeks is, is Thanksgiving. And then all of a sudden it's Christmas. It's like, holy crap on a cracker. You know, I mean, it's, it's just, just, I'm, I'm with you. You know, October flew by. I'm glad you guys got to go trick-or-treating. And, and I can see the kids just getting worn out by that. So good for you guys for doing that. But yeah, it's just, it's Christmas is right around the corner and, and the in-laws will be here in a, another week. Gosh, a little, well, a week in a day, they'll, they'll be here. First time Thanksgiving together in two years. So this should be interesting. But yeah, yeah, here we are. Hard to, hard to fathom. And and I, I will say I was actually really proud of my kids. They completely ignored the candy just partially because they don't even know candy exists in their world yet. So uh, th- we, it was up to Faye and I to, to split that between the two of us. Um, but I was really proud because they actually got colored pencils at one of the houses they knocked at. And the entire time, they, they would just hold it, held onto those colored pencils. And when they got back, that was the first thing. They just ripped into it and just went straight to drawing with their brand new colored pencils. And and the architect in me just couldn't have been happier. They, that was the 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 most treasured possession they got on this entire trip and it was it was fun to see well that's great but but woe be to you once they discover what candy is and and uh oh yeah trick-or-treating is going to take a whole on a whole other meaning but yeah no i think that's great you know you're you are actually i don't want to say you're lining them up but you know it's nice to see that they're they're interested in that because then it's like ooh, yeah maybe maybe one of my kids will be an architect as well not not to say that I, 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 and I've told Faye this separately, I was like, you know, I really don't want them to be an architect. Like, go do something that actually makes money <laughs> and that, that people value in society. <laughs> I'm being a little cynical here, but, you know, part, part of it, uh, there, there is some sad truth to it. But speaking of architects' dreams and hopes and all, the, all that follows and dies essentially afterwards because that they just don't ever come true. <laughs> today we're going to dive into every architect's dream job which is a project where the architect has no client an unlimited budget and and by extension the complete ability to control the design to me that just sounds like the ideal project for everyone i i don't really don't care who you are what you do it, it has universal appeal you have unlimited budget and you can do whatever you want go like that, that it doesn't matter who you are, that, that there's got to be some kind of appeal to it. So today is, is really an experiment derived from our discussion two episodes ago, where we explored the question, what is good design? 
If you haven't listened to that one, I would recommend going back and, and revisiting that because we're really just going to be building off of that in a, in a in a in a new tangent, I'd say. But I think we ended it where with the two of us agreeing that good design is is really intangible, but we know it when we see it. And 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 also, you know, good design isn't just how much money you can throw at a project. Now, that I'm sure it helps. <laughs> but setting all that aside, today is going to be a different kind of episode. This episode is really going to live as much of a podcast as it will a series of Instagram posts. But before we get into the Instagram post part of the the episode, I guess it sounds weird to say Instagram post part of a podcast, but but there it is. Before we get into that, we we want to talk a little bit about this architect's dream job because these actually do tie together, but. When we talk about this dream job, we talk about this idea that I'm an architect and I have no client, but I have all the money, all this money that I can use to do whatever I want. And even better, because I don't have a client, I have all the design control. And, and I, I, I can't think of the number of times I've heard architects be, say, you know, wouldn't it be great if we didn't have to have clients? Because, and, and I think that's every architect has. A client that just drives them nuts and and you want to just go boo boo bad bad client <laughs> so so we all sort of have those stories and and a lot of it i think ends up because it's that level of, of frustration about making design choices and i'm not sure how how you approach it matthew but what i do is i tend to i will tell my clients i'm like look i'm going to try to guide you in what i think is the best direction and and guide you towards what I think are the best choices. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's your it's your project and it's it's your choice. If you want to do something I may not agree with, I'm would love to tell you I'm not doing it, but it's your design and your money. So of course, you know, your project and your money. So I am going to defer to that and let you go ahead and make that choice. And we're just going to have to figure out what that means and, and work around it. I mean, do you do you ever have that sort of experience? I, I, I can't say that I've had to leverage my quote unquote experience with design because the few times I have gotten to do side projects, it, it, it has been fairly client driven. Okay, this is what I want. I just need you to do put the drawings together. So I on side projects. I've had some leeway in 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 some of the design that I have, but because because my clients have been fairly small, like a patio edition or, or, or just, just something fairly basic, it hasn't required a lot from me in the design process. I, I really want to get there. But on my, on my own personal projects that I've done, it, it, there, there just hasn't been enough creative juice flowing for, for that type of conversation to really be had yet. And, and, and it's something I really I'm striving to get towards. And that is my goal, but I just, uh, I'm kind of jealous of you because I haven't quite gotten there yet. Well, well, don't be too jealous because you'll have that moment when you're like, God, that's going to be awful, but okay, we're going to do it and, and hope for the best. And, 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 you know, you always strive to make it the best, but I think the whole, this whole notion about, you know, it's a dream job and you don't have a client means you don't have to deal with those, those sort of frustrations because I mean, ultimately you know, there are so many things that can impact design when you're dealing with a client. And one of the things that always kind of comes to mind is this idea about value engineering, because it does cost money to do 
it doesn't always cost a lot of money to do good design, but it, sometimes good design can get kind of expensive. So the client will come back and say, okay, we need to cut some money. So let's change this or let's change that. And I know you've had that experience because you worked on the townhomes. Yeah. Well, I think developers are fairly notorious for let's cut anything that doesn't give me 200% on my, on my spreadsheet back. So value, I'm, I am very familiar with, with value engineering, especially in, in a residential setting, just because that's really what rules a design, (laughs) especially on on the smaller scale of things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine, I I would certainly imagine working with a developer that it, it would be that be that case but so let's say okay so so we we've eliminated the client client's gone it's just you you and a pencil or you and your cat or you and your sketchup whatever now on top of that you throw okay let's do the unlimited budget which means i don't have to worry about value engineering because i have all the money in the world to do whatever i want to and and what's the you know what's the biggest plus to that and i i think this idea that there's not a lot of consequence to what you're doing, if that makes sense. It's, it becomes a sense of um, you can design what you want to design and you can change your mind about your design that you're designing because you certainly aren't going to lose a client because you're the client and you have an unlimited budget. So if it costs another 20 grand or 100 grand or 300 grand to change that, then that's just what it's going to cost. So you just go ahead and make the change and, and move on. But I think, I think the thing that you, the first thing you came up with when we were talking about this though, was that you said it buys you time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do kind of like the idea that, you know, if, if you, you, you give me an unlimited budget and, and, and you say, okay, go. And, and it, so even if you don't have a client, let's say you, let's say you don't have a client and you have the unlimited budget on top of that, then you can make you, because because you have that unlimited budget, you can change whatever you want to change. And if you need to change the flooring in in your whatever in your in your grand entrance hall, you can change the flooring with zero regard to supply lines, with zero regard to price changes in the material. Because you know, if you take two months to to make the de- design change, then a lot of times people come back to you with. Oh well, prices have gone up. Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore, and 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 especially Jesus, especially with COVID, like everybody is has become significantly more aware of. Okay, where is this coming from? Is it going to take me six months to get because shipping is so backed up because they're out of whatever material you're looking for? Unlimited budgets can start to to to. Like, man, I really wish I had one of those. Those those dreams are, oh, oh, so uh, oh, so attractive at that point. (laughs) Yeah, uh, certainly, certainly very attractive. And the thing that I think that'd be kind of cool about this too, though, is that okay, so I, I have an unlimited budget, and there are so many different products that are coming out or that have come out, and and it seems like there's new products popping up all the time and there's just i mean just all these possibilities and suddenly you don't have a client and you have an unlimited budget so there's an opportunity i think to try those things 
and you know most of the time times we're hoping with with clients that we have that opportunity to put something new in or try something out that we haven't done before but without a client and with all the money you know that's something that we we really really can do and i i think that kind of makes the design aspect maybe a little more fun the other thing and i thought this was funny though too is i don't and i don't know well i, I know what you thought of this because we're probably all thinking about these things that if you don't have a client and you have all that money you get paid on time <laughs> you the architect actually get paid on time and you get paid what is a fair market value for what your services are. And there's no dick dithering. I was going to say dickering. That's not the right word. Uh, dithering about it because, you know, you're, you're essentially paying yourself. And, and I will say this, you know, the, the one thing that people always think is, you know, well, you know, these wealthy people that, you know, they can spend whatever they want. The reality is, is everybody has a budget. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're Warren Buffett or Bill Gates or Elon Musk or whoever, you have a, budget it's just the just the way that works and and it's that idea that nobody ever stayed rich by giving all their money away so so there is that aspect of it but yeah it, it it's funny it's it's we we all joke about it and we all have talked about this more than once you know just within our own architecture community but but yeah if you, if you had you had no client and you had an unlimited budget and you had all the design control then then how how great would that be? And there is one way that is entirely possible to make that happen, and, and or kind of make that happen, and that is by being not just the architect, but you're also the developer. How many times working on the townhomes would it have been great to just know that, okay, I'm the developer on this, and this is what I want to do, and this is how it's going to play out. So so you'd actually get to be the developer. Oh, I, I, I would, uh, that, that, that goes right up there in the, the hopes and dreams of, of every architect ever, because I, I, th th there's so many things that, that you could, there's so many things that architects consider valuable that don't factor into developers spreadsheets, like green space or even open air, like especially on these townhome developments where you've got, you've got so there, they, they want to cram so many units on, on this, on this piece of land. And, and they're, they're trying to get as much the, as much square footage on a single acre of space that they possibly can just, just because it works for their spreadsheet. That's the only thing that they care about. What if what if we left one of these buildings out by leaving that one building out? You can put a nice little green space there and then distribute that cost of of taking that building out among all the other buildings around it and say, hey, look, these may cost a little bit more. But look what this is also doing for you. You've got an open green space. You know, you're not directly staring at your neighbor across you know, who's 20 feet across the 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 way, the alley from you. There's all these things that architects see value in that that may not transition that, that may not translate directly into hard cash in your pocket, but but should still find some way to be introduced into a project because they do have added value that 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 you can put a monetary price on. Just nobody wants to ever take the risk to do that with. But the downside, I think, to that too, though, as being the developer, is is suddenly you don't have an unlimited budget anymore. You know, you, you can be the developer and be in control and be in control of the money. But 
I guarantee you're going to be super, super hyper aware of exactly what this thing is costing you. And and we actually had an architect developer present at the AIA conference in 2019. It was actually a luncheon presentation. It was very much. It was it was great. You got to see him do all these things, but but at the same time, he, he also also was able to you know knowing what the market would allow and okay, what can I do that would be different and unique, but still fall within that range and still be sellable. He he was very very tied into that, and I, I think that was one of the challenges. You know, it's it is it's sometimes having that budget and having that restriction sort of pushes you into coming up with a creative more creative options because you know that that you've got to find a solution that that will fit within this budget still looks really great and so it may push you to do things that you might or try things that you might not try otherwise because you want to achieve that design that you're looking for but you still want to be cognizant of the actual actual budget itself so i think that's that's the the nice part about that you know it, it is we 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 do talk about wanting to be no client and money, but the reality is that sometimes that actually can make you a better designer can, because it's pushing you in different ways. So maybe there is a a benefit to having to deal with that all the time. <laughs> you know, I, I think a lot of architects would argue with you that hmm, maybe not as much benefit as you think, Larry. But but I think there's definitely a benefit there. But to that idea that you don't have a budget and you are the designer and you're complete control. Matthew came up with this great idea for us to do on Instagram. Yeah. So, so we mentioned at the top that, you know, this was, this was going to be equal parts. This, this, this episode was going to live on equal parts as podcasts and Instagram. And so the, the experiment is this Larry and I wanted to, open up open up the 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 idea of of good design in our own or judging good design creating good design in our own small podcasty way so so i guess the short answer is i've taken a photo of this spec house that i see on walks that i take through uh the neighborhood around my house and and this is a really interesting house already um that's honestly why, why I had the photo on hand because I take pictures of buildings that I like on walks. Yes, I'm I'm that creepy architect. But what I've done is <laughs> I've sketched out this house and and then and then traced over my sketch with with my improvements. And I asked, you know, if you gave an architect an unlimited budget and no design constraints, what could they do with this one house only using you have to only use this one exterior photo as a reference and by the time this podcast posts i will have my sketches on our instagram feed at archgeeks podcast as the example and we will follow that up a few days later with larry sketches on the same photo but what we'd really like to see is is everyone else's input. We'd like to celebrate good designers and, and quality design rather than just give out awards to the most well-connected or highlight the huge budget of project. So if you're interested in submitting a design, just take a screenshot of the Instagram photo as we post it, or, or you can go get a high-res version from our website at architecturegeeks.com. And, and then have it out, sketch out two drawings. The first drawing is your sketch of the house as it, 
as it is. And the second would be your new and improved design. Now, now make it buildable, make it realistic, make it something that 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 could possibly get built. I don't want to see any sky hooks or something being held up by magic. Like uh, that. This is where we're we're trying to discuss. Uh, we're living within a dream world of of no client, unlimited budget. But the, but that's that's that, that's the scope. N- no other dreams allowed here. <laughs> and and so the reason why we want both the the first sketch of the house as it is and your proposal for something different is because everybody sees different things in a building by submitting both the initial sketch and the remodel sketch, we get a better sense of, of what other people see in the house. And, and we, we maybe get to see a little bit more of the design intent and then judge you for it, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) But like we said, We'll put up our sketches as examples, and we would definitely look forward to hearing from and seeing what y'all have to come up with. And with your permission, we would like to share them on our feed and and link back to your social media as 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 well. So just to celebrate that good design and you know what 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 would what we architects can do on an even playing field. Well, I'm going to be really disappointed that we're not going to get any of the swimming pools on top of the Notre Dame kind of drawings in all of this. But I, I'm with you. I think it has to be some realistically, what would you do to the house? Not, you know, like you said, magic things. <laughs> things just magically held up on their own. Although, you know, although I will admit the swimming pool on top of on top of Notre Dame was actually was actually kind of cool. But Definitely, guys, send us your sketches. We are very interested in this. So so be sure to forward them to us. You can I guess you could DM Arch Geeks Podcast uh on Instagram and just send them that way. Or as always, you can send them to me at my email, Larry at spotteddogarchitecture.com. And and also possibly shoot it to me at Twitter and Instagram at spotteddogarch. And to email the podcast directly, you can find us at architecturegeeks100 at gmail.com and we will be sure to get it there too so it, it any any number of ways to 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 hook up with uh, us on social media and or send it email we'll be on the lookout for it but i think that's where we're going to end it today thank y'all for suffering through another one with us <laughs> I'd like to think it's not so much, but you know, the, my wife always rolls her eyes when when I say, "Hey, look, we got another follower." <laughs> so, well, you know, it's it's I want to say baby steps, but those things are important. So let her roll her eyes all we want to, all she wants to. But yeah, you guys enjoy the rest of your our guests enjoy your weekend, and we will talk with you here. Actually, we'll have another another podcast. I think Thanksgiving week. Um, we're gonna see, but anyway. We'll talk to you sooner or later. Please send, please send your pictures. We're definitely going to be looking forward to it. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.